1: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM.
0: Now, in the last couple of uh, minutes, we have received an email, and uh, I think it's fairly topical because uh, lots of people feeling under the weather over Christmas. It says, Paul, we are a family of 19 and we met on Christmas Day. Two days later, 16 of us were sick in bed. It wasn't COVID, it was a horrible respiratory stroke chest infection that ripped through the house. The kids had high temperatures coughs and red and raw sore throats, while the adults had full-blown chest infections. Now, almost everyone I've spoken to this Christmas says this uh, texter or emailer is sick. Why is this, says Anne? I had COVID a few weeks ago and this recent illness was 10 times worse. Also, I've been talking to people who are still sick three or four weeks after contracting this respiratory type illness. It's wiping people out. Can you find out what it is? Because half of Cork seem to be sick and uh, that's a very, very valid point because lots and lots of people I. spoken to myself, uh, leading up to Christmas and uh, only in the last 24 hours have been, you know, thrown on the couch and uh, feeling, feeling terrible. And the team here in the last couple of moments have been on to uh, the Blackpool Bridge surgery and former Lord Mayor of Cork, Dr. John Sheehan is the man out there holding the fort. Dr. John, good morning. Morning, Paul. John, what's wrong? Why are people feeling... Basically, under the weather, and very much so, they're uh, on their last legs, as it were.
1: Yeah, no, you're right, you're, and, and the caller who emailed in was very much correct. Um, unfortunately, we have, I suppose, three things happening, Paul. Every, every, this time of year, the number of, of infections tends to go up um, due to the the, the 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 climate, Christmas mixing, and many and, and other reasons, and, and, and flu tends to be seasonal like this. But this year, I suppose, is a little bit different in that we have three things. We have COVID, which is, uh, you know, going along, not as severe as it was, thanks to the vaccination program, but certainly, you know, a number of people are getting that. We have respiratory syncytial virus, which tends to affect children and and, and older people, and then we have flu and flu-like illnesses. So we have a combination of all three. And I suppose this is the first year which really we haven't had many restrictions compared to the last number of years. So the amount of mixing that is going on this year is much greater than the past two years, and that you know, which is great to see everything, but that's leading to, um, the, you know, it, it, it's spreading much much easier. And as you said, I was on South Southport the other night, and it was one of the busiest nights we've ever had, and eighty percent of it was um, respiratory uh, complaints.
0: Are you Most one of the people so-and-south, Doc, that people can't seem to get through to?
1: <laughs> it, it is, and it, it, it's been a nightmare for them to get through um, in fairness to the, to people taking the, the, the calls. It's just been absolutely flooded. They put extra doctors on, but even allowing for the capacity, it's up something like 16-18% compared, uh, compared to last year. Um, but so you're factor. saying
0: there's there's three factors, So, but I mean, uh, um, uh, how dangerous is it really at the moment? Because people are thrown down for the last number of weeks. I mean, are uh, lives at stake here because of what's happening?
1: Well, for the vast majority of people, um, it could be like, like, like your caller said. Um, they'll be sick, they'll be a bit miserable, they'll have sore throat, they'll have flu-like symptoms but they'll be fine. You know, they'll rest up, they'll take paracetamol, they'll relax, their fluids, and all of that, and, and and they'll be fine. But the difficulty is, of course, if you have, you know, an underlying illness, if you have emphysema, if you have any anything like that, it makes you more vulnerable. And, you know, for, for for every 100 people who get it, there's going to be 5 or 10 people who are really sick with it, and a few of them will require hospitalisation. And we've seen with the accidents and emergency departments right throughout the country at the moment that they're all really overwhelmed with the number of people that are um, um, are coming in. And some of them are really sick. And then the other group, um, unfortunately, positive, which can get quite sick, are, are, are small babies, particularly from respiratory syncytial virus. That they, you know, they have difficulty feeding uh, and they get all blocked up and things like that. And they're the other group which are, are, are probably more vulnerable.
0: John, I know you mentioned there a moment ago that, you know, the uh, South Doc is understaffed and, and you know, you, you've been bringing in extra doctors, but I've spoken to one mother, where a mother of a two and a four-year-old, and it took almost eight hours, I think in eight, maybe possibly ten hours, before she got a call back. Uh, at these two children you know, thrown on the bed, dying sick. And basically she was afraid to bring her kids to hospital. So she said, I'll turn to my GP or South Doc. And it took so long to get the call back. I mean, that's not acceptable, John.
1: No, it certainly isn't, and, and and the problem is that South Dock at the moment now has become the day-to-day day factor because of the shortage of of general of, of practitioners out there, and um, a lot of people can't get in to see their GP. There's a huge shortage of GPs nationally, so South Dock has be kind of become the spillover for 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 a lot of of, of those cases, and unfortunately, Paul, during the, even over the Christmas holidays, in West Cork they had difficulty even, because a number of doctors got sick so they had even difficulties getting doctors to, 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 to man some of the um, and, and stations and my, one of my colleagues came in next the other night because another doctor was sick um, so, so South Dock is quite stretched. In general practice, um, as a body, is quite stretched. I mean, I'm sure you our callers with so difficulty getting appointments, and we're, we, you know, a lot of practitioners are putting on extra clinics or late clinics to try to cope with the uh, and some of the demand over the next few weeks as well. It is, it is, it, it, there's, it, there's no easy solution to this. It, it's going to require many, many sorts of different things happening. You know, and the other thing I'm finding Paul is if I see someone who's very unwell and we have to send them to A&E no one wants to go to A&E because you know reading all the stories of the trolleys and the you know waiting and all of that and it's sometimes very hard for people for an older person to persuade them to go to A&E when they need to go you know but sometimes we just, they just have to be in hospital and once they get in it's fine but it's Getting in is is a real hard
0: thing John, um, there was a tweet from Dermot O'Sullivan over the Christmas Uh, he's the the boss man at Greenwich Cafe on Caroline Street and the tweet went something like this was anyone not sick, we need to bring back face coverings for winter, they are snug too Mm -hmm. are we going to see um, the reintroduction of masks?
1: I don't think we'll see the reintroduction of compulsory mask wearing. But what I would encourage people is, I mean, in most healthcare settings, they're they're, they're worn routinely. So I think if anyone is, I suppose, first of all, feeling unwell, if they're feeling flu, you know, the sensible thing is to sort of not go to work, not to, you know, mix just to avoid spreading it and then if you're also feeling a bit vulnerable or if you have some underlying condition it might make sense for you know for, for you to wear masks so i think you'll see an increase in mask wearing but i don't think it'll be brought in as a compulsory um, measure
0: i have seen a, an increase i think in the number of people wearing masks in their own shopping centres and you know just in general you're saying it won't be brought back in would you be in favour of, of it being brought back in
1: I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be in favour of being brought back in compulsory. I think you know that was a, that was a real special circumstances. And um, I think, like that, but it's the a number mixing. of people
0: in hospital at the moment with COVID is up, um, it, it, compared it, to this time last week, it certainly is. But I
1: think it, it's about more redoubling the efforts of hand washing, you know, distancing if you're sick, avoiding people, you know. Um, you know, all of those sensible measures rather than a compulsory mask wearing. Like during the COVID when um, everyone was social distancing and the hand washing and all of that, we we didn't see a single case of flu um, during that period. So those measures do make a difference for all of the infections, COVID, flu, respiratory syncytial virus, all of those um, and, and infections, those practical, simple measures make, make a difference. And the HSE website under the, under the weather is quite a good website in terms of giving practical advice how to manage um, a lot of these symptoms as well.
0: All right. Dr. John Sheen, Blackpool Bridge Surgery. Many, many thanks for uh, talking to us this morning and uh, stay safe, John. Thanks, Bob. Thank you.
1: ninety six FM.